Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Relove Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Izzy Spencer. I'm an author, a coach, and I help brilliant, magical women just like you to create love. And I am so excited that you are here. I help women from all around the world, from their 20s through to their 60s, to come into unconditional love and self-acceptance, because I believe that is the cornerstone to then have fun dating and to step into that next level beautiful, soulful relationship. So I go through listener questions in this podcast and I answer anonymously questions that people have about love and dating and relationships. And this question, I tell you, actually made my heart break when I received it. And it actually hits on quite a deep level. And I'll share in this particular episode how I have also fallen prey to some of the toxic dating advice and some of the more toxic approaches actually in the personal development industry writ large. I think that if you've ever wondered whether there's something wrong with you or you've ever wondered whether you need to fix or change yourself in order to get love or anything else in your life, then I think you're going to find this episode really um, supportive and nourishing and reaffirming. And that's my goal with everything in Relove is very much to support you to come into the claiming of yourself, the claiming of your needs, the claiming of your desires, the claiming of you in every single way and to have the confidence and self-belief to be able to stand up and take a stand for yourself. So with all of that being said, the listener who asked me this question said, do I need to be more feminine in order to find love? And I mean, I'm almost tearing up as I am speaking this out loud because I just felt this like, oh, when she asked me that question. And the reason here is that so many people feel like they are less than in some way. So they feel like they're broken. They feel like they're damaged. And then when you're listening to toxic dating advice, or in the case of this particular beautiful, divine, unbelievably smart and talented woman, she was looking at Instagram accounts. So she was following uh, feminine goddess accounts. And um, by the way, I've got nothing against feminine goddess accounts. I follow some myself. Um, But the problem was, is that she was coming into her exploration of love and dating and relationships and personal development and spirituality with the lens that there was something damaged inside of her, that she was unlovable. That's how she was starting. And so she was in internalizing as a sense of personal failing that she wasn't feminine enough. And she was internalizing that because sometimes that was the explicit message that she was getting. And sometimes it was a more implicit or subliminal message that she was receiving. And this was compounding her sense of unworthiness in love. You know, this was compounding her own inner critic, which just did not actually need a whole lot of extra fodder as to pointing, um, you know, a a finger of blame towards herself, that she was not good enough, that she needed to work harder. And here's the really insidious bit, that she needed to fix or change something about herself. She needed to improve herself in order to be chosen in love, in order to be desirable to men, because she was interested in men, um, in order to have success on the dating apps and just to be wanted. And so I just feel really sad 
I feel sad and I feel angry that this is a message that beautiful young women are receiving. And of course, I mean, women are subjected to messages like this in every single aspect of their life, their body, their appearance, their weight, you know, their dress sense. Um, But specifically when it comes to love, I think there's such a vulnerability with women who are really desiring that sense of, of partnership, which is true for this particular woman. Like she wanted to step into that forever partnership with someone. And she was also experiencing challenges like so many people are in navigating the current dating landscape because we have gone through a major disruption in terms of the way that we are meeting people. And as everybody knows, that can be, it's weird, it's artificial. And so bringing all of these things compounded with that pre-existing feeling that she wasn't enough um, and therefore she needed to take action inside of herself um, to change in order to become enough meant that she was just uh, tearing herself up on the inside and she was incredibly vulnerable at the point that she asked the question. So I really wanted to dive into this in this particular episode, as I alluded to before, I've also had personal experience in this and I'll be honest, it's not just this one woman who's asked me this question. She was actually really honest and brave in expressing the question in that way. But I would say this runs underneath the surface with many of my clients, if not the majority of my coaching clients. So if you're feeling this yourself, you're not alone and Hopefully this, uh, this episode will provide some, some solace for you and maybe redirect you back to the truth, which is that you are so lovable. You have got so much inside of you, which is so incredibly attractive to the right person for you. And for most people, you only need one. Although I'm also in full favor of you again, claiming anything that's actually true for you. And if you want to have multiple playmates, amazing, but you probably only need a few, right? Like there's not actually all that many spots to be filled. Yeah. And so it's okay to have your standards high. It's okay for you to have your standards set in the place of someone who's actually going to be in alignment with you when you're thinking about who it is that you want to attract whilst you're going through the dating process, whilst you're filtering your suitors. Yeah. So the short answer to the question is honestly, be more you in order to attract someone who is going to be the right match for you, your heart, your life, your desires. The more you you are, the more you allow people to see your heart, your heart, the more that you allow people to see who you are, to sense who you are in an appropriate way, in the appropriate time as you're navigating the dating world, The more you show your magic, the more likely you will be to attract people who are going to value you for exactly who you are. The more likely you are to attract people who are going to be ideal matches for you. And the more likely you are to repel people who aren't. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and you don't want to be everybody's cup of tea because there's so many people out there looking for love. Like you can't actually handle the amount of people out there looking for love. You couldn't handle a flood of people if you wanted to actually show up and please everybody, you know, apart from that 
not being an expression of authenticity on your part, it's also not going to be physically or practically possible for you to handle that. But when you show up as you, when you let down some of those guardrails or those protection mechanisms around your heart, which you've put up in order to not be hurt, and that is absolutely understandable if you've had challenging experiences in the past, it's also absolutely understandable. No need to pathologize yourself around that if that's something that you've done. And in addition to that, having the the knowledge and also the power and the agency to let down those guardrails at the appropriate time with the appropriate people is going to be what's going to facilitate others actually seeing who you are, seeing your magic. That's what is going to facilitate genuine connection. And ultimately, that's what's going to lead to intimacy and love with the right person. And when you show your magic, you will be like a honeypot for the right person or for suitors, multiple suitors who recognize what a catch you are for them. And so if you are naturally a feminine person, like if you are extremely magical in your femininity, then being yourself is naturally going to evoke that femininity. And that's going to be the case for many, many women, yeah? And for others, like being yourself may be being more masculine. It might be being more balanced in your femininity and in your masculinity. And you might even want to transcend those concepts altogether. You know, you truly being you as the multivalent creature that you are, you fully owning and claiming and reveling in you and showing that to the world. That is going to make you like honey. That is going to make you magnetic to the right people. No, you don't have to be more feminine to find love if that's not true for you. And the corollary of that is really important to dive into as well, which is that you do not need to fix or change anything about yourself in order to get something. And this is really where I fell prey to this myself. So when I was dating earlier in life and I was having unsuccess, as you probably have heard, I've talked about this in various podcast episodes. I've written about it on my blog and on my Instagram. You know, I have not had ease in this particular area of my life. This is the reason why I doubled down and became an expert in it. I did a PhD in therapeutic jurisprudence, which is the law is healing for women who've been subjected to abuse and harm inside of relationships. So I came to this work initially through the lens of safety and justice into healing and recovery. And then ultimately I started to ask myself, well, what are the ingredients of healthy relationships? You know, I've got a yearning inside of my own heart for a type of connection with a romantic intimate partner, which I haven't necessarily seen modeled to me en masse inside of my life, inside of the people that I was looking to in terms of templates, but also in terms of like popular culture. You know, I felt like there was something true for me. My intuition told me there was something out there for me in terms of healthy relationships, which I just did not have many reference points for. And so I went deep into this. I did a diploma of positive psychology. I made it my own, you know, personal mission to be talking to women who had more ease in love and to be observing them. And I brought all of this together in the Relove Method because I needed it for myself. First and foremost, I wanted to establish a beautiful, healthy relationship that was going to feel right for me. And I have the most incredible partner now who 
loves me and values me for me. You know, one of the favorite things that he says to me is how much he's in love with my brain. (laughs) But then we think about, well, here, I'll speak from my personal experience. I think about some of the toxic dating advice that I received earlier in life, which was about don't be too intellectual, you know, don't be too ambitious, don't intimidate men. Um, And if that was not said explicitly, that was certainly what was underlying the advice. I'm talking specifically for me, you know, that that was part of the advice which I took on board. I imbibed it fully and it became another form of performance for me earlier in life. And so part of what happens in a performance, it's like, if you're good at it, it works with certain people. So yeah, when I performed femininity or I performed how I was supposed to be, did I get the guy? Yeah, I did. And what kind of guy did I get? What kind of person is actually going to be interested in someone who is not actually being themselves, but is showing up as they think the other person wants them to be? Do you know, someone who's wearing a mask, which is another form of protection mechanism. When you're thinking that you're pleasing someone, when you're being a doormat, when you're thinking that you're showing up and meeting everybody's fantasies and desires in order to be chosen, in order to be accepted, in order to be loved, you know, in order to be safe, you know, in order to acquire what it is that you think that you need as some kind of external marker, you know, relationship, a ring, like a hat, like whatever, you know, if you're doing that, then the type of person that's going to be interested in that is someone who's not actually really anchored inside of their own personal power, right? It's someone who's going to love having a doormat. It's going to be someone who's a taker, someone who's quite self-absorbed that actually really benefits from having someone showing up and being exactly who they think that person wants them to be. It is not a healthy dynamic. And that is the problem. It's when you try to do something or to perform something that's not actually authentically you in order to get something in this case, like get the guy, get love, get into a relationship, whatever. Ultimately, it's going to lead to bitterness and depletion on your part. Ultimately, the anger at really betraying yourself your true self, if that is what you're doing. And I want to emphasize, like, there's nothing wrong with being feminine. I'm talking here specifically about the performance, about the trying to comply with some norm, some something that someone has told you that you need to, to be or to, to do. And really you're doing when you're in the performance of the being, you know, it's going to eventually elicit anger at yourself. It's going to elicit anger at yourself because you are betraying and abandoning yourself. And ultimately that's going to come out inside of the relationship, whether it comes out in more directly or overt ways of expressing anger at the other person, or whether it comes out in more passive aggressive ways, or whether it comes out in you sort of mentally escaping the relationship or going elsewhere, you know, it's not ultimately going to end in happiness. And so if this is resonating with you, then the invitation here is to pause, like pause the dating, 
often say pause for 90 days and go in and do the deep work. I lead a 12-week transformational program and I notice that people have enough of an opportunity to lay down new track work, so to speak, new neural track work, uh, an opportunity to set new habits and to practice those new habits in a way that then starts to become a new normal. Like 90 days, just a rule of thumb, but 90 days is usually the period that I would recommend to pause if this is resonating with you and to really do that deep work around self-love and self-acceptance and really understand who you are and what it is that you want. When you strip away the external conditioning, when you strip away all of the things that people say you need to do and need to be in order to get even to the goal, like is the goal even true for you? You know, really do that beautiful, deep internal inquiry as to who you are, what you need and what it is that you want. And to tend to your heart, to tend to your sense of self, to tend to any blocks to your self-worth, any of those protection mechanisms or your guardrails, any sense of guilt about what it is that you want, any sense of shame or embarrassment about who you really are if you don't feel like you fit within particular gender norms, if you don't feel like you are successful in this area of your life. Really tend to any blocks to your own self-worth. You're coming back into what's already true for you, what was always true for you, which is that you have immense value as a human, which is that you have intrinsic self-worth, which is that you have immense value just because you exist, just because you are, you are lovable. That's it. That's it. And once you get back to the root, once you master that fundamental truth, that's when the unconditional self-love begins. That's where the self-acceptance begins. The practice which I teach is one way. It's what has helped me. It's what helps my clients. And it is committing to a daily practice, a daily ritual, if you like, of self-compassion. Celebrating all of the things that you are doing right. And this is one of the ways which we are able to set in place new neural pathways, new habits, new ways of thinking, new ways of being. It's through self-compassion and self-forgiveness. So do you need to be more feminine to find love? If you are more you, love is inevitable for you. If you show your magic, if you show who you really are, you will become magnetic to the people who are truly going to cherish and adore you. They're going to see who you are and they're going to see that there is alignment between what it is that they want to create and the resonance with their magic, the resonance with the essence of their soul. This is the timeless spiritual connection and also the human connection. From there, you are in the best place to craft a relationship which is going to be true for you, which is going to meet what it is that you need. It's going to meet your desires. This is how you break free. This is how you become yourself. So that is the answer to this question. It is an amazingly 
honest question. Thank you so much for asking it. You're always welcome to ask me questions. You can ask on my Instagram, Ezzy Spencer. If you'd like some support in melting away any blocks to your self-worth, to come back to who you really are, not because you need to fix or improve or change yourself, but because it might be time for you to come into greater embrace of you, but also the choices that you've made to take care of yourself, to protect yourself by putting up those protection mechanisms and guardrails. Because my belief is, is that if you've done that, there was always a reason. There was a reason, whether that was your reason in this lived experience in this lifetime, or whether it's come through your DNA, whether it was part of the behavioral modeling inside of the childhood home. I mean, who knows what the reason was? It might be enough to say, hey, there was a reason why I did this. So I forgive myself for putting a guardrail up and In this current moment, in this particular season of my evolution and my development, with this particular toolkit that I have in place, I recognize that I actually don't need that guardrail anymore. Regardless of what the original reason was, that particular protection mechanism is now out of date and I'm making a choice as a sovereign being to release that. If you'd like some help in that releasing process, if you'd like another tool, then I highly recommend that you check out the Lovable program over on my website. It is a self-study program on ezzyspencer.com. You just go to the menu and click self-study. If this is interesting for you, you can read about it and see whether it feels like an intuitive. Yes, it is a short, simple, and yet very potent program. And it supports you with a specific practice, which is that self-compassion, self-forgiveness practice, which I teach my clients. It's a short version of that, which you can do in a DIY way if you feel called to it. And really, it's about coming back into that remembering, into that embodiment of your intrinsic self-worth. That's ultimately what it is leading you back to, into greater self-belief, into greater self-confidence. And from there, ensuring that you're building your self-esteem so that you're looking at yourself in an accurate way, meaning that you're seeing yourself and all of your gifts in the way that the world is seeing you, and specifically in the dating context, the way that suitors are seeing you, the right suitors. Really beautiful program. Go and check it out over at ezzyspencer.com. And there's other amazing free resources over on ezzyspencer.com as well, including a free masterclass, the five-step plan, which I show my beautiful and brilliant magical women how to be pursued and cherished and adored. If that's a relationship dynamic that you want to create, go and check out that free masterclass. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I'm wishing you all of the love that you deserve.